pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast intro for the One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Now, uh, the challenge with deciding that you're not going to do one of these podcast introductions because you are pressed for time uh, when you should be getting the family ready up and out to school is that by mentioning it in the podcast intro, you're actually <laughs> doing one itself. Uh, we haven't got a lot of time for reasons that will become clear. Uh, thank you for listening. Here's the show. <laughs> Hello, good morning and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And of course, by good morning, I mean good evening on Resonance, but again, morning where Simon and I are. It's too early, Steve, it's too early. I don't like this new routine, um, but unfortunately, my daughter does appear to like this new routine. Um, <laughs> how's which it, how's again, it going then? Oh, disastrously, Simon. Uh, during the day, calm negotiations about what's going to happen this evening. In the evening, everything written off. I, I don't know how to sleep. Well, lie down. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Well, just lie down. I, I don't know how. Uh, which, yeah, degenerates into screaming for about an hour and a half until she gets tired and then falls asleep, which I suppose is a method of, you know, I suppose she does know how to go to sleep. It involves yelling at me for an hour and a half. But either way, that means we can no longer take our calm, stress-free Sunday evening recording slot. And instead, here we are, bright and early on a Monday morning. Uh, has your daughter got a direct link to mine? Are they on, are they on some sort of <laughs> Apple device together? Because um, at one o'clock last night... Um, my daughter came into our bedroom and said that her ear hurts. Um, and so I got up, I uh, coaxed her back to her bed, I stroked her until she nodded off. I came back in, and then just as I was falling back asleep, she came back in and her ear hurts. So I did the <laughs> same again. 
then the third time, uh, Kate got up. And then the fourth time I got up, uh, and then I really struggled to get back to sleep again. So I'm I'm uh, I'm not in the best of spirits this morning, Steve. I'm afraid. Um, do you think they are A B testing being annoying? Uh, do you know, I, I hope that this isn't it. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look. Ordinarily, I don't mind recording first thing on a Monday. It does mean that I can have a booze on a Sunday if I want. Uh, um, if we're not recording the radio show, uh, because uh, I do need to keep the two separate, because of that, <laughs> because of that time I had to do some su- substantial editing, and we use some more <laughs> software now, which which makes it a little more difficult to remove things that I shouldn't say about mm, the that... games industry and the companies within it. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose that's the first place for us to apologise, apart from to each other, is to say sorry to those of you who tuned in last night on the Discord at 7pm to see the live recording of this show. Uh, That wasn't possible, and I haven't posted the link in the Discord this morning. because No one's going to be up now, are they? No one one will be up. They're all soundly sleeping. No. Just whisper in their ears. Theoretically, theoretically, all being well, next Sunday, uh, we'll post the link in the discord and you'll be able to join us for the live recording of one life left um and you will you won't hear anything uh gossipy because simon won't have been drinking <laughs> hey it's gonna be a good show steve um i can tell you that because a bird has just pooped on the shed door oh what a lovely live early poopage. morning activity you wouldn't get that late at night you would be able to see it because the nights are drawing in no. so Last time um, I got pooped on uh, was the day that I won an award. So uh, what's going to happen today? <laughs> Today's going to be a good day. Uh, last time I saw uh, uh, a chap get pooped on by a bird was uh, on uh, was it Develop. I was chatting to a guy from Oculus, from Meta. Uh, nice conversation. And and then uh, you know I was I was hastily thinking of what VR games I could pitch and never got a chance. I really hope he got pooped on on the legs, and that's why the avatars didn't have them for ages <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was too traumatic. Oh my to, goodness! You know, because you because you want to escape into the virtual world, you don't want to look down and just see hazards, do you? Did you did you is the legs thing going to make it into the news section of One Life Left today? It's not, Steve. No, it's a leg free zone. Okay, might talk about that later on when we are filling for the lack of music or otherwise in the show. Um, but yeah, I, I, I once again have not done my research because it's early on a Monday morning. I assume you have. I have done, Steve. And actually, this morning, so I did do in prep for the show last night. But when I woke up this morning and had a look on the old Twitter, something happened overnight. So we can put that in and stay relevant. Amazing. I've also... I've set up the jingles and theoretically they shouldn't break this week so brave new world of one life left season one billion or whatever we're on um should we um should we try the news jingle then let's do it It's a god-awful time in the morning where we are. We hope where you are, uh, it's not. Um, Here's news story number one. 
from videogameschronicle.com. CD Projekt has detailed how players can transfer their Cyberpunk 2077 save files from Stadia to PC and consoles, following the news that Google is closing its game streaming platform. By following this guide, which I'm not going to uh, hyperlink to uh, audibly, players can transfer their save files to PC using Google Takeout. They will then have the option to cross to use cross pro progression on any of the PC platforms and sync it with a GOG account to transfer their progress to consoles. Assassin's Creed maker Ubisoft, Destiny Studio Bungie, and Hitman developer IO Interactive also recently confirmed they're working on ways to transfer player accounts from Stadia titles. Google announced last week that it plans to shut Stadia in early 2023. Stadia's general manager, Phil Harrison, admitted that the service hadn't gained traction with users that the company expected following its launch in November 2019. Google will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all game and add-on contest purchases through the Stadia Store, Harrison said. Players will continue to have access to their games library and be able to play through till January 18th, 2023. That was by Tom Ivan on VideoGamesChronicle.com. So I, I, we didn't mention that Stadia had shut down, uh, Steve, uh, in our return last week, um, uh, mainly because I don't think we were surprised. It was still pretty big news, uh, mm. though. I think the speed in which it, it seemed to unravel. Um, and I have to say, uh, you know, I think business model aside, it's a shame because technology, when it works, was really, really good. You have a Stadia, don't you? I've got two Stadia. Well, I, I did have two Stadia. <laughs> I smashed one up for a joke on the internet um, the week before last. They're, su they're surprisingly difficult to uh, to smash <laughs> up, these, these controllers. It took 20 minutes to put to include a smashed Stadia controller in a photo on the internet, a joke which no, literally no one spotted. <laughs> um, how, when was the last time you used your Stadia? Not the smashed one, the other one. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a long time ago. I was. Mm. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, there was always concern when Google announced the service, given uh, its enthusiasm for closing things, that uh, it doesn't seem to be doing what it needs to do, certainly are for, you know, under their predictions. Um, that combined with the really strange... Uh, business model, a mix of, you know, buy this and play it for free, but you need to pay more if you want to play it in a higher debt and um, higher resolution, um, etc. Uh, combined with a lack of sort of continuous uh, AAA releases. There were the odd ones here and there, uh, Cyberpunk being one. Um, yeah, it, 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 it never looked good for the long-term prospects. However, I, I think that the last time I thought of Stadia, as a player, was when I rebought Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the Ubisoft Connect store. I mean, my life is a series of poor choices. Still. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I loaded it up on uh, PC, and it just picked off where I'd been on Stadia um, because it was it was linked through an Ubisoft account, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's really cool." If only I hadn't had to buy this game twice. <laughs> yeah. Now, I never bought it twice at full price. I think Valhalla originally on... Oh, it may have been the other way around. Actually, yeah, I think it was. I think, yes, I bought it on PC first and then got it super discounted on uh, Stadia. And then when I loaded it up on Stadia, it, it had the PC save on it. And I'm like, this is really cool. But that could have cost me £120. Mm. 
Yeah, if you're um, buying a game twice, if you if you are choosing to buy a game twice, it is likely you care less about the save game issue and more that you're fine playing through it twice, right? Like enough, you'd probably prefer a discount, probably prefer to get the game itself twice uh, rather than just have a save game there. Um, seamless but, but, that, but pointless. Uh, but that idea that you could, um, you know, it has been a, effectively replaced by the Steam Deck now, but that idea that particularly with Ubisoft games, you could log in for five minutes here and there and complete some of the busy work that they're mm. setting for you just to pad the game time out longer um, was very appealing. Now, I think I think I got Valhalla for, essentially for free. I think it got discounted in a sale to a tenner and I, I was given a £10 uh, voucher by Google at some point. So the thing is, despite the fact that, you know, from a convenience and technology point of view, I'm disappointed that Stadia has gone. Uh, what they've done uh, by refunding everybody everything, mm. um, you know, is really good. Uh, so um, hats off to them there. The thing is it that's everything? Do, it is everything, hardware and software. But that's that not spent- your... What about your subscription fee? Oh, not your subscription fee, I don't believe. Mm, I don't um, think so either. Uh, but um, even so, I still think it's uh, it's a very good thing to be doing. Um, the, the, yeah, the, perhaps that speaks to how little they have to refund there. I mean, I'm sure it's a huge number for you or I, but um, if they had got the take-up that they had hoped for, then that number would be harder for them to give back. Um, yeah, and the un- the unintended consequence of this all is that it now makes me regret I didn't spend more on Stadia stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh God, did I, yeah, I bought the what? What did I buy? I bought a few bits here and there, but not very. I don't think I'm getting much free money from Google. Mm. Shame. I was I was at a reboot develop when the news of this broke. And I heard about it for the first time on The Verge, uh, reading the news story there. Now, that wasn't a surprise to me, because famously, One Life Left got disinvited to the Stadia roundtable when Stadia was launched. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a surprise to me that we weren't on their mailing list, letting everyone know that this was coming. Um, however, it was a bigger surprise to several of the devs who I was with, who were working on Stadia games, who also mm. found out via The Verge. And this was apparently not unusual. Uh, no one got to know. Uh, they they didn't tell the devs. And, and these were people whose games were launching within the next week on Stadia. So that wasn't handled very well, was it? No. Uh, I mean, if it makes them feel any better, I can tell you that the Stadia staff didn't know it was coming either because they were talking to me about doing some stuff with them wow. uh, the week before too. Mm. Um so, yeah, but that said, you know, and there's an awful lot of conversation these days about, you know, what do you need to do to get your indie game can- uh, covered by the press? It's very, very difficult uh, these days. You know, back in the olden days, the press used to be gatekeepers and used to tell you what was going to be popular. And now often the media just reports on what's already popular. Um, but uh, what I've spotted over since the Stadia closure is that if you want your game covered by the press, get it cancelled on Stadia. Because <laughs> loads of sites have been talking, for example, the Splash Damage game Outcasters, uh, which was a Stadia exclusive. Um, uh, loads of uh, websites have been reporting on the fact that um, 
it's not coming to any other formats. Uh, just have a little Google on those sites about when they've previously covered that game and whether they considered it to be important. And I can tell you 90% of those websites that, that, that are writing about the fact it's, it's not coming to any other formats never covered it in the first place. We talked about launching a One Life Left console some time ago. Uh, maybe there's a gap in the market now for us to do that. And then we could cancel it before launch. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have to do anything. And that would help out some of our friends, wouldn't it? If they were signed up for it. Yeah, absolutely. I could think of a few games I'd like to nominate for console, One Life Left console exclusives. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for news story two. FIFA 23's World Cup mode has accidentally leaked, enabling players to sample it ahead of its official launch next month. Multiple PlayStation 5 players have reported gaining access to the mode this week, and while some were only able to access its menus, YouTuber Nick RTFM managed to play a number of online matches which are viewable in the video below at right3games.com, posted by Tom Ivan. He said he was able to access the mode by going into Ultimate Team, selecting multiplayer activities, clicking FIFA World Cup online quick plays, and then hitting the back button and going to online tournament. Marvel and EA recently announced plans to collaborate on a series of special FUT 23 items featuring comic book style illustrations of players, which will be made available when the game's free World Cup mode launches in November. As well as next month's FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 mode, EA plans to release a FIFA Women's World Cup Australia and New Zealand 2023 mode in the build-up to next year's tournament. Uh, FIFA 23 was also briefly playable on Xbox in late August, a month ahead of its official release. So there we go. Loads of stuff has been leaking all over the blimmin' show. Uh, yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed, Steve, when I've been logging onto Steam this week, that uh, a little Steve Curran's been playing a lot of FIFA, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, I went back. I went back because I wanted to follow up on last week's. Uh, we did that in the very new section, thorough, didn't we? Very thorough. Are you because... addicted to Ultimate Team, Steve? <laughs> Are you? Have you got something to tell us? Still haven't touched FIFA Ultimate Team. Um, but I was interested because you'd asked me how well they'd done Edgeley Park, the stadium, uh, the mm-hmm. stadium that Stockport uh, play at. So I wanted to. I I wasn't sure that that was the case, and indeed it's not. There's a lower league stadium, a generic one that all the lower league teams play at. Although I did initially go, that is quite like oh no, it's just a few sheds. It's it's <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been I've been playing FIFA now. The thing that I would like to say with regards to this news story is, I guess that will have been patched out already because every time I load up FIFA, it takes me, you know, ten to fifteen minutes to get into the game. Partly because you've got to um, download the latest patch and the patch either for the game or for EA's anti-cheat or whatever, and it the game seems to reboot itself a couple of times. But partly because there's just so much heavy menu work uh, that goes through. It's just go start, 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 hold down the button now, start again. Do you want to do this? No, I just want to play a stopport against Grimsby, like everybody else, I assume. Why is um, that not the default but, um, prompt? <laughs> it, should, it should be. It, it, it feels to me there's no good having a quick start button if it's already hidden behind 12 menus. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sort of enjoying it. I think the football's good. Uh, it's quite slick. I'm having that problem that I've had before in FIFA games in that right now the level, which seems to auto-adjust, is set too easy for me. So unlike real-life Stockport, I'm winning every game 3-0 or 4-0. 
and you know, mildly enjoying that, but wishes wish there'd be a bit more challenge. But if I bump it up, then I start losing, and I don't like that at all. Um, so yeah, it's too easy or too difficult for me. Just like real football. Mm. Now that's clearly just too difficult at the moment. Uh, World Cup mode. That's better than it used to be in the sort of early two thousands, isn't it? When they used to drop FIFA World Cup edition. Um, used to sell it, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 good for that. And yeah, will you play this? I will play that. Uh, I won't play it, Steam. No, because it's not supported on the Steam Deck, and I've decided to exclusively play on the Steam Deck from now on. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because of that, because of that anti cheat. Ah, okay. You'll find tra- me. You'll find me uh, rolling around the menus of FIFA 22, which is mm. uh, very, very playable. On well, the Steam Deck. QPR are in that, aren't they? Um, yeah. The other what, thing have they been it's... kicked out of 23. They should have been. The other thing that... Um, Should have been after Saturday, after Saturday, I'll tell you that now. Oh, tell me about it. The other thing that... I will do. Um, <laughs> should we turn this into a football show? <laughs> well, if we crack open the beers and be lads, lads, lads. We had another player sent off on Saturday. Lost 3-1 at home to Grimsby. Disastrous. We lost 3-1 away to Luton. That seems mildly better. What, losing to Luton? Well, I don't losing... think so, Steve. Do you know? Do you know the history between QPR and Luton? I, I don't. And we've got I don't another, know why we dislike we've got another each other, forty we, minutes. We... <laughs> so let me tell you. Let's lean in. Yeah, let me tell you that we do. Uh, we once we once beat them six 0 in the uh, the early round of the FA Cup, and they won't they won't forget about it. Uh, we're a video game radio show. I think it's time for <laughs> time for the third news story. Square Enix has announced that its mobile battle royale game based on Final Fantasy VII is being shut down. Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, was released on iOS and Android on November 17th, 2021, writes Chris Scullion on VideoGamesChronicle.com. A statement posted on social media claimed the decision was made because its developers haven't been able to deliver the experience that we were hoping to. It's with a heavy heart that we're announcing the end of service for Final Fantasy VII. This first soldier, it reads, we'll be ending service at... Uh, 0700 UTC on January 11th, 2023. Despite all our efforts to bring you regular updates and fresh and exciting content, we haven't been able to deliver the experience we were hoping to and that you all deserve. So we made the extremely tough decision to end service for Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. We'd like to thank you all uh, for supporting. <laughs> that that, that, that hurt was mine, because if you hadn't <laughs> supported it, <laughs> they wouldn't be shutting it down, would they? Um, we'd like to thank you all for supporting us over the past year, although there are only a little less than three months until service ends. We will continue to make updates during this time. We hope you will continue to enjoy Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, until the very end. Steve, they say nothing lasts forever. It turns out some things don't last 14 months. What is this game? I mean, I don't know. And as a Final Fantasy VII fan with an Android phone, uh, you would have thought this was right up my street. Um, um, do you, uh, you want to guess it, what it is? I'm going to guess that it's a gacha mechanic-based Final Fantasy combat game where you collect different characters and maybe fight them against each other auto-chess style. Okay, well, I mean, that's more detailed than I would speculate. I would just repeat the uh, the head, the subhead from yeah. uh, videogameschronicle.com that it's a mobile battle royale. Mm. Yeah. Um, using those mechanics. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, 
mobile. I have been playing a few mobile games actually recently. Um, so you know, it's not that I'm anti them, but Battle Royale, I'm just not good enough for them. Uh, and despite the fact it's set in the Final Fantasy VII universe, uh, yeah, I'm, I was just never going to play it. So most of these games, these the, the mobile games mechanics that I alluded to, or Battle Royale games, um, the way they profit is not from the initial sale of the game, but from the sale of microtransactions, or even whale style. If you buy these things or buy these gems, you will have access to the best characters, the best weapons, and therefore you will be the best. Um, and so you can sink a lot of money into it very, very quickly, and you can become the best at the game. It is kind of pay to win. Uh, now, I'm not saying this game is is that, but I am assuming it is. Uh, the I guess when uh, it's a very modern thing, isn't it? That you buy a game and then you receive the sad news that the company has taken the difficult decision to stop supporting your game. When you when you're playing like a normal normal, I guess mobile games are the norm these days, but when you're playing a PC game where you've just been playing with your friends, you know, and suddenly the server's ripped out from underneath you, then that is sad because you lose the opportunity to play it. But you've always got the good times to look back on. When one of these services shut down, I guess if you've sunk a lot of money into it, you're suddenly faced with the stark realisation of what have I done? Like, what was that for? Yeah, and it just goes to show, you know, so this is Square's um, second title that they're ending service on, um, a phrase that um, I've not particularly heard, but they seem seems to be the stock mm. reason that's like shuttering, end service. Um uh, it's their second. Uh, we've seen Ubisoft um, again on their free-to-play games. Um, I forget what that one was called. It had Rocket in the name, didn't it? Um, uh, it's just a real challenge. If you're giving away, if you if your game needs people to play it and you're giving it away for free, if those people don't come because uh, they've got loads of other stuff to do, mm. um, yeah, it just shows the challenges there, really. I don't know. Do you think maybe this signals a return to premium models, Steve, or are you always going to... Back to the well, good old days of playing, paying £70 for a cartridge. I do wonder if it is a problem that is very of this period of gaming and whether it will go away in the future. I wonder whether the idea that every single game that uses a server model has to run on its own server and can't run on other people's servers is, you know, perhaps one of the things that maybe the metaverse is going to take care of or just a more unified server model uh, is going to happen. Or maybe, you know, I know that we've, or sort of consumers have fantasized about this in the past, that when a game is shut down, the company should be forced to release the server, uh, the server code as uh, as you know, open source or just release the servers so that other people can run them at their cost, uh, which does seem fair, but obviously it's a very difficult thing to legislate to force. A couple of quick stories for you then, Steve, uh, because luxury Swiss watchmaker Tag Hur has teamed up with Nintendo for another collaboration this time to make a pair of Mario Kart watches. The lineup, named the Tag Heuer, <laughs> Formula One times Mario Kart Limited Edition, comes in two designs, a chronograph and a tour billion chronograph. 
the Tall Billion Chronograph is a more premium product of the two, costing £21,000 and limited to 250 uh, in total. Meanwhile, the Chronograph will cost a mere Three thousand five hundred and fifty, and is limited to three thousand watches. Writes Chris Gullion on VideoGamesChronicle.com. Have you seen these, Steve? I have not. Describe them They're, to me. They look like tag watches with um, little Mario Kart uh, characters um, and icons within, and they say Mario Kart on the outside, and they also say, "I have more money than sense." Uh, do you have a watch? I do. I have a uh, Samsung Galaxy uh, Watch 4 Classic. Of course you do. Of course you do. Your Batman watch. Uh, It is Batman. I did, um, I moved it briefly. Somebody on the internet made um, a Casio retro one. And I moved to that briefly, but it it, it ate my battery too quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't have a watch and I sort of don't. How'd you tell the time then? By looking at my phone like every normal person. Well, you wear your phone on your wrist. <laughs> no, just uh, on a necklace attached to my award around my neck. <laughs> well, Steve, given how, given all the billions that you have, maybe this is for you. Mm, it does look. Me- I mean, it looks. Uh, it looks. <laughs> looks, it looks like a watch. It looks ridiculous, but I, yeah. you know, I'd buy it for twenty quid. <laughs> of course, you would. Uh, you said uh, you got another news story. I did, and this is the one uh, that it was announced overnight, Steve. That if uh, we had recorded last night, our listeners would not be aware of. Uh, this is from PCGamer.com. Following months of rumours and leaks, it seems like we, we might actually find out for sure what's happening with the Silent Hill series this week. Konami announced something it's calling the Silent Hill transmission will be happening on October the 19th in a tweet that opens up by quoting Silent Hill 2's tagline, In your restless dreams, do you see that town? No. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'll tell you what I see. I see York University and I haven't done any work for my exams. Um, And then I'm really worried about it. And then I wake up. What's the point? It's 20 years ago. I've not used my degree once since I just about got it. Um, I I don't know. Make a silent hill about that. York is Uh, quite bleak, actually. It's quite like... Quite <laughs> misty and horrifying. So, does it have Charles a sexy Cecil. Charles Cecil yeah. coming out of the river <laughs> to signify some impending doom? I.e., oh. your your uh, partner's head's going to be turned. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I genuinely, I could not care less about Silent Hill, um, but I did encourage, uh, I did include this for the. Um, the timely nature of the story breaking. Twenty. So it was. I, we went to U- York University for your thirtieth mm. birthday. We did a tour of places, didn't we? We did. That was twenty years ago. And, they, and they've. They. I. I remember because I was. We must have talked about this on the show as well, like ten years ago. So, uh, I remember when we when we did it. Went back to the radio station where was where I was in charge. Uh, so I ran the radio station at York University. And knocked on the door, uh, and they were quite confused to see just some random yeah. men turning up. Yeah. I- Edge magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a video games magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, 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 um, yeah, we asked to see the records, and all mention of me had been scrubbed from the records. Do you Who think knows? It's back now, have you done anything? Down, have, you, have you done anything since? Well, they do. They do keep petitioning me to donate 
And I'm like, well, do they? Yeah, they've tried. Well, this is your opportunity to start flashing your cash around and yeah, maybe get and maybe donate cash. if they name a wing after you. Or something, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> the Who's one life now? left. You know what? I should do that and it should be the Charles Cecil the Charles Cecil <laughs> <Ursula> Andrus <laughs> wing. Uh yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that the end That's of the news? It. That's the All end right. of the news. Okay, thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and on a podcast, www.onelifeleft.com is where you can download that. If you go there, you'll be able to read the show notes, which will talk about what's happened and provide any useful links. I don't know if we have any useful links this episode, but there will be a link to the Discord as well. You can join us there for live recording of the show if we ever manage to make that happen, theoretically 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. The show notes have been written by our under caretaker, Phil. Uh, so thank you very, very much for that. Uh, this is the part of the show where we would normally play some music, uh, but we're having some rights issues right now for those, aren't we, Simon? Indeed we are. Uh, combined with uh, new new software issues, mm. um, it means that we're a music-free zone at the moment. But I, I did wonder if we could play a little clip of some music, um, some music that's from a video game, in a new spot for the show that I call Simon Byron's Nostalgia Filler. <laughs> Simon, Simon, do you remember this piece of music? I do, of course I do. What is it? God, I really know it. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, 
filler for a start, but also because um, when I thought, you know, what video game music could we use on the show? Uh, this was the pers- first piece of music that came to came to it's, mind. Um, it's Ghosts and Goblins, isn't it? No. No, it's not, what is it? But it is a side-scroller. I'm going to be annoyed by this, aren't you? You're going to annoy me again. So, God, what a start to the week. <laughs> I do it's, know uh, it, Steve. Just... And you know everyone is shouting at home. I right know now. they are. I'm playing mm. a character now, Steve. Imagine if we did have people people watching. They'd be in the, they'd be in the chat, wouldn't they? Of course I know. Well, you are playing a character in this game. You're playing a movie character. It's by Ocean. Yes! The most famous of their side-scrolling movie-based games. Oh, it's Robocop. Of course it is. It's Robocop, Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, I was... God, I was awful. Writing... I'm sorry about that, everybody. That is Robocop. I was God. writing a Maroki ah. song the other day uh, to be uh, to be debuted at the next Maroki uh, about that era of games. And I was trying to think of what genres don't exist that have been kind of eliminated. And the one that always comes to mind is that kind of side scroll. You really, really don't get many um, side scrolls. If you do, they are straight up kind of left to right. And they'll always have a bit of... Or, or sorry, uh, they'll always have a bit of Metroidvania in there as well. Um, things like Robocop, where you're essentially exploring a kind of maze with a bit of gravity, and killing stuff. I, I don't know that that stuff exists anymore, right? We've grown out of it, haven't we? Those games were just designed to take your money off you. Mm. Um, I mean, so... what game isn't? Well, well. free-to-play ones. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not sure about that. No, I don't. Uh, itch.io games, that's all I can think of. But like, um, yeah, the um, yeah, the, the the sort of classic side-scroller, which was a heavy genre in the early 90s, wasn't it? Um, Ocean kicking out one for every every blockbuster action film. Well, Steve, I'm afraid your comparison in this instance is unfair because that's mm. based on a coin-op, of course. Whereas Why the does... ocean licenses is like uh, so you're thinking of Batman and Hudson Hawk and sure. um uh, the Blues, the Blues no, Brothers. No, no, that was Titus. That was Titus. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, people listening at home go <laughs> Titus, Titus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, in this instance, I'm afraid, Steve, that's not the best example. Thank you uh, for your expertise. That's it's why we do this back. feature. It's credibility back. <laughs> it's right. It's right back. All right. Time for the letters. Oh no! It's doing that thing again. The jingle thing. Did you click it more than once? No. Oh. Hold on. Robocop. It's interesting. Okay, we've got the ident. Ah, okay, maybe this is just broken. All right, time for the letters. The letters one is broken. Time for the letters. Time for time for the letters. Well, do we have any letters this week? We do. Thank you to Chris Conroy, uh, who writes, dear team, and SSG. As someone who's interested in The Sims, someone, sorry, as someone who's interested in The Sims, peaked around the time of Steve Hogarty's 5 out of 100 review on H&M expansion pack, I was surprised to learn that as the series continued, 
It featured simlish versions of songs recorded by artists like Katy Perry, The Black Eyed Peas, Depeche Mode and Flaming Lips. The results are odd and slightly unsettling. Everything is as it should be, apart from the almost but not quite right lyrics, like the singers are camping out in the uncanny valley. More uh, here, any links to uh, www.20k.orgs.episodes.sul for those needing citations. What are your favourite Uncanny Valley moments in gaming? Those times where it's almost there, but just wrong enough to jar your chum, charba, correspondent Chris Conroy. Uh, it's a good question, Chris. I uh, Yesterday, I started playing Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn on the old Steam Deck because um, I'd tried it a while ago. Generally don't like games where bows and arrows are the main weapon in them for some reason. Actually, I was thinking about this. I, I think that's because, you know, when you fire a weapon in a video game, you pull the trigger, whereas on a bow and arrow, you pull and then release. Mm. Uh, and, that, that, and, that, and that's odd to me. Um, and also, I'm not very good at bow and arrows. Anyway, uh, in the opening cutscenes, um, Alloy is uh, using... Um, uh, so the engine is showing off its graphical fidelity to such an extent that it looks like she's been covered in a bucket of water. She's just glistening. Um, <laughs> so I thought, that's weird. Why is she wet all the time? Um, and uh, it's just just the style choice, I believe. Huh. Um, I, I mean, I'm having a lot of uncanny valley moments with FIFA where uh, I recognise the players, but I don't. It's all a little bit weird. Like you say, I'm sure that that is due, due to uh, the level of football that Stockport play at rather than the uh, talent well, of the FIFA game creators. I like so well, I mean, I mean, I love, I'm in love with Charlie Austin. Mm-hmm. For the uh, for the two brilliant times he spent at Queens Park Rangers, and what's nice about uh, the Charlie Austin model is that he doesn't age. Uh, and so actually, <laughs> he's from the Charlie Austin in FIFA remains the handsome Charlie Austin from the heydays of the QPR success mm. that he found, and not you know the so what, they don't... still 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 good looking. Um, oh, I'm sure that they update all the Premier League players and all the rest of it, but Charlie mm. Austin has not aged. I see. And you I know, see, that's I how see. he lives on in my memory. <laughs> do they, do they, because um, I haven't messed around, like when I used to play football games, I used to just obviously make myself in the Avatar creator and then put myself in the, uh, the England team because there definitely have been no stop back then either. Uh, and then, um, you know, try and win the World Cup. Is the Avatar creator in FIFA? Because I assume you've done this now. Is the Avatar creator, is that what they use to make the football players? Or is it oh, uh, I, bespoke I, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I, since I had that, um, that dream, Steve. I'll be doing it. I'll, I'll, I will be doing it for the World Cup mode when that unlocks. Chris, I hope this answers your question by referring back to a new story that we've already dealt with. Um, have we got any more letters? Oh, we do. We have one in the Discord at least. Yes. Are you going to dig it out? I'm in the process of digging it out right now. Uh, Hello, team, writes Weaselspoon. Kevin Bacon keeps popping up on my TV and telling me to buy the ultimate iPhone, which I I think means there'll never be another one. In one shot, he's playing games in space and talks about the fantastic screen, but it looks to me like he's playing Samorost, the 2003 Flash game. I'm sure it's the recent remaster, but it's jarring to see something so old lauded as cutting edge. What old games do you see people rediscovering and thinking they're new? Alternatively, 
How has Kevin Bacon annoyed you recently? Pip Pip Roberts. Well, I can answer the latter, Robert. Thank you for the question. That advert where he rocks up at a family's home, sets up some TVs and implies that this family whose house he's just burst into um, are landing a plane um, by using broadband to communicate vocally to the pilots. And at the end of it, the, um, the young girl in the house goes, oh, my God, I can't believe we just landed a plane. And you didn't. <laughs> you didn't the pilot did uh the, like the, the, it's just ridiculous the whole setup and premise and outcome is ridiculous and you didn't land a plane the pilot <laughs> did you might have said to the pilot you're clear to land you didn't land that plane and kevin bacon should have stepped in and gone you didn't but he doesn't um how do you think air traffic controllers refer to the action of bringing planes into land then well, I don't think after everyone landed that they take all the all the credit for it. Oh my God, we just landed a plane! Oh my God, we just landed a plane! Well, you know, if I if I bake some cookies, I don't make all the ingredients, do I, Simon? I don't make the chocolate that goes in the uh, you know in the cookies. Well, I'm not but suggesting I do serve... that. I'm not suggesting that she gives birth to the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I just or think makes that, the plane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not technology that's unique to, to broadband, right? You could do it without the internet via the air radio waves. I hope this answers your question, Robert. I think that's the point of his question. He's he's actually he's he's furious about it too. Old games uh you see people rediscovering. I think the problem is I only hang around with old people. And they've seen them all before. I don't see anyone rediscovering anything. I just see people looking at new games and saying, yeah, I've played it. I played it before, back when it was something else. Um, you would think that was a that was a trend. I do see, Simon, as, as Mariochi's references to old games stay like Charlie Austin frozen in time, but our audience stays age 25 i see them increasingly bewildered by uh <laughs> references to I, we actually had a meeting about this the other day and we're going to have to put um images in a lot of the songs to explain what the atari jaguar is or what tempest the game is i think you're uh, going about this are you going about this entirely the wrong way steve what mm-hmm. you need to do is have an entrance exam on the door and stop <laughs> people coming in if they're not up to date, and by up to date, I mean, I mean the entire history. The opposite. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you all for your letters uh, this month. And by all of you, I mean uh, this week, by both of you, Chris and Robert. If you want to write a letter to One Life Left, you can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or by posting your letter in the Discord. It's that easy, and you can find a link to our Discord either on the Twitter or, um, I was going to say, in the Discord. You probably don't need it if you're in the Discord. There we go. All right, um, that's it. Thanks for your letters. Yeah, so the jingles are back working again then, Simon. Oh, it's nice to hear them again, isn't it? High risk, high risk. This new studio we've got. Um, who was told- the? Um, 
I was just going to ask if the if the jingle's broken for the letters. Who 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 did the jing, the letters jingle? Was that was that Parco? It was not Parco. Uh, that was Nick. He did the news. Parton, I think. Okay, right. Um, let's ask him. Let's ask him to do it again. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm nervous to see whether the reviews intro uh, music will work as well. But we'll see later in the show. We do have other things to play play around with. Um, do something good, Simon. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm over fifty, and I've I've yet to manage that. <laughs> and if uh, one of us ever does anything funny, <laughs> you had to blow the dust off that, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's plenty of features we can play around with over the next uh, next rest of our lives. One of the major ones, of course, the reason we transition to the software is because we should be able to bring in guests. Now, probably not at this time on a Monday morning. Oh, come on. There must be other people in the same situation as us, mustn't there? We can just... Well, Charles, Charles won't be. He'll be having his morning swim in the River Ooze. <laughs> uh, no, it should be good, though. Um, yeah, what will they be able to do? Will, they, will we be able to see them? Yeah, absolutely. They will just be in the studio uh, like us. We also will have, as I said, an audience. I'm not sure whether we see all the audience. I hope not, because I don't want to see their disappointed faces when they see us. No, but we could just keep playing that laugh thing over and over again to make ourselves <laughs> feel better. That's true. Or... It's enough of that. It goes on for about 36 seconds, which honestly, when we're filling, is probably quite useful. Fair enough. You were going to talk about something else, weren't you, before we got on to the reviews? I was going to talk about legs, Simon, because I wanted to ask mm. you about that. Um, yep. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, this week... Meta, the company behind Facebook and more relevantly to One Life Left, Oculus, uh, announced that their avatars in their new metaverse will have legs. Um, And the internet reacted predictably in that everyone burst out laughing at the ridiculous video of Mark Zuckerberg showing off his brand new legs in the metaverse. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, it was... For it was the biggest tweet of the day, wasn't it? With people quote tweeting, um, trying to make jokes of it. But someone, I think, um, I think it was uh, V um, uh, V twenty one on Twitter tweeted, "You can't mock that tweet. There's there's no point. Um, it is it is the original tweet is so pure, and you read it, and it seems funny." you know, legs, and there's a picture of Zuckerberg doing this. And what I wanted to ask you as someone with a background in PR is, could did they know what they were doing when they tweeted that? You would hope that they must have. Hmm. Um, I mean, how else would you... Imagine the strategy meeting. Guys, get around, come in, close the door. Yeah, thank you. Um, right. Big news, legs. How, how should we communicate that? And somebody will be thinking, well, let's sail a giant pair of legs down the River Thames on a barge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, you know, we could send some legs to influencers. We could do that and then get them to unbox some legs mm. <laughs> um, live on air. Um, or we could just do, we could do a survey about, you know, how in the age of the pandemic, no one knows what legs look like anymore <laughs> because they're all on video calls. Uh, and that's, you know, <laughs> that actually youngsters um, have never seen the legs of their grandparents. Um, <laughs> when asked to draw some legs, <laughs> exactly. 70% of people didn't even know how many legs there were. <laughs> Did you know the average person has fewer than what than two legs, Steve? Incredible. It's a, it's a strange stat, but true. But true. Hey, I, I think Meta need to uh, hire us, don't they, surely? <laughs> what started off as joke ideas, I think all of them could be very good. Um, but, yeah, surely the legs uh, post was done uh, with the intention of it being stupid. But what is the, the, the outcome, I can only think, is that, yeah... They think that people are going to originally, they're going to retweet that, but then they're going to look at the fidelity of this sort of post-connect universe with Zuckerberg doing, showing off his legs. And they're going to go, oh, that looks good. Yeah. Well, you, know, I, you know, I wasn't sure about VR before because you haven't got any legs in it. And now, now, now I'm 100% in it and I'm going to buy the Quest Pro. Of course, it subsequently emerged that um, all of that stuff was just faked anyway um and that it isn't the tech that um people are going to be using and so yeah uh the other the i mean the reason i say post connect universe is the one of the gifts that was being passed around response was the announcement of connect showing someone doing similar stuff and the legs all going wonky and not really working so yeah looking forward to that in our uh brand new metaverse that no one is using see you there let's do the reviews Simon, what have you been playing this week? So, I was really interested in a game called Sunday Gold from Team 17, uh, which is um, has been lauded as uh, best role-playing game at Gamescom and best indie game at Gamescom. So, finalists. Uh, Point-and-click, turn-based adventure game set in a grim, dystopian future. Uh, it looked really interesting stylistically, what have you. I have got a key from uh, Team 17. Thank you, Team 17, for sending it. Uh, it's not got controller support, so when you play it on the Steam Deck, you've got to use the touchpads, and nobody uses the touchpads on the Steam Deck, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm unable. Well, I am able to play it, and Steam Deck compatibility says playable, um, but that uh, says that you... Uh have to use the touchpads as far as I can see. So, um, yes, I haven't been able to look at that. Uh, instead, Steve, I finished um, a game called Tiny Kim um, from Tiny Build. It's run by Splash Team. Um, Tiny Kim uh, is a uh, 3D platformer. Sorry, I should say that Sunday Gold is probably a 7 out of 10. Uh, it looks cool. Check it out. I will uh, try and get it working in some, in some form. Um, Tiny Kim uh, is a cute... Uh, it's a cute... 3D platformer where you are um, a traveller who crash lands on Earth um, and you're tiny um, and you need to find a way of sort of getting uh, of getting back to your home planet. Um, it's super charming, uh, really easy, uh, and it's uh, it's probably best described as a, as a Pikmin platformer. You go around collecting these 
tiny creatures which then you can then combine to either create a big platform or um, enable you to throw exploding things or what have you but it's they all follow you around until you use them so you end up with this collection of sort of cute um, characters uh, following you everywhere you can't die in it or if you do die like if you fall into some water you just immediately go back to where you fell off um and so it's super easy really straightforward um has some uh, wonderful locations and some some pretty straightforward puzzles um and i was able to finish it in about four hours four or five hours which is absolutely perfect for me um so yeah if you're after a bright and breezy cute pikmin style platformer thoroughly recommended seven out of ten um when you started by talking about um a game that is not compatible with joypads uh, mm. i thought well that's a great lead-in to the game that i've been playing uh which is trombone champ Oh, okay. Again, I would have bought that, but apparently it's not very good on the Steam Deck. Right. So I would have bought that uh, a couple of weeks ago, but everyone was going on about it, so I didn't want to. Um, Yeah, which is, I don't know, it it is generally a thing that I, a mental thing that I go through, which is everyone else has already made up their mind. I don't want to be part of that zeitgeist, and I'll wait until things have cooled down, and then I'll play it. Um, So... Listeners to the show may have seen pictures of Trombone Champ. It's a rhythm action game where you play a trombone, which sounds ridiculous, and indeed that is the appeal. Firstly, because it is a silly idea. Secondly, because if you play a trombone badly, it sounds funny. And so to have a, you know a series of songs in there like God Save the King or... Um, it's mostly God Save the King that I've been playing. <laughs> uh, and there's a reason for that. Uh, because I'm very, you know, uh, I'm very respectful to the monarchy. Uh, and, um, you know, lots of uh, lots of other free-to-license songs. When you play it badly, it sounds bad and it sounds funny. Um, and obviously, that's a great, uh, great thing in, in these days where, like Simon was saying, Post a period of time where games journalists told people what to play with people discovering things and games journalists then echoing that, what you want is a game that goes viral and so it was for Trombone Champ. So, knowing all about this, I decided to play it, see what it was like and turns out it's really surprisingly good. Like, um, by good I mean so so well polished, so beautifully done, so funny. Um, the story around it is really, really... <laughs> really really good there's lots of secret stuff to discover as well there's a nice card collecting mini game and it's just well written what i can't really comment on is how good the actual game is to play because it's really really hard to play with a trackpad uh i don't have a mouse uh for my uh games pc i just have a remote keyboard so we're playing on that and it's testament to how fun the game is anyway that i've been trying to play it with a trackpad but it's just a bit cumbersome uh which is why i've only been playing really god save the king uh because it's quite slow and it's possible for me to have a bit of a fun gameplay experience with that uh but yeah really really recommended they are going to update it to include controller support i believe that's imminent uh, so you'll be able to play it on your Steam Deck, and I'll be able to play it with a joypad. Uh, I'm looking forward to going back to it. Seven out of ten. 
Good stuff. All right, I will be on board. It does look like fun. Uh, big fan of that sort of game. Um, I was, I was uh, pooting around the market yesterday and I saw loads of old Guitar Hero controllers and I thought, God, I've thrown loads of those away. I should buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but I will do. I feel, I feel it's imminent. Um, sh- short mention as well for Paradise March. Uh, no, sorry, Paradise Marsh, uh, which is a gentle, um, Proteus-like exploring game about finding animals and catching them. Uh, really enjoyed that, and looking forward to playing that with my daughter when she is not on a screen time ban for yelling at me every evening. Seven out of ten. Whoa. Good. All right. Well, we're uh, we're hurting towards the end of the show, Steve. I think that might be it. Uh, pretty much. Any other business from your side? Nope. No other business from my side as well. We got through it today. Well, Jingles um, worked well, apart from the um, apart from the uh, backing music in the letters, which I will look into for next week. Um, I think that's it, Simon. That's it, Steve. All right. Until next week, we've been One Life Left. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you uh, to Resonance for hosting as well. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.